Hi guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. I'm really, really excited for today's episode. I'm like giddy. I'm like a giddy schoolgirl. <laughs> Same. So excited. Um, we have our mutual dear friend and one of my best friends, Lauren O'Connell, aka the modern astrologer, here to chat about all things about the astrology and religion and how it all coincides. Um, but first, a little background about Lauren. Her intrigue with astrology dates back to when she was young, little kid, listening to her grandmother talking about how she was an old soul and going to be all over the place if she didn't get her shit together and follow the astrology <laughs> and things like you shouldn't date that guy. Your charts are too similar, yada, yada, yada. And then Lauren in 2015 started learning about how to do readings by herself. And now not a day goes by that she doesn't consult charts. I mean, I'm also going to just add that I definitely blow up Lauren's DMs and texts when something new comes in my life. And I'm like, wait, is this okay? Is this person okay? Is this horse okay? What's happening? So astrology has definitely played a big role in my life as it has with Lauren's. And yeah, we're so honored and excited that she took some time today to uh, chat with us about this very interesting, fun, kind of out of the box topic. So thanks, Lauren. Yeah. I mean, it's always fun to just hang out with you guys. I feel like usually just show up for podcasts and just talk, but this one is like, it. we got to like dive a little bit deeper. I'm so excited to have this conversation. I think it's um, something that I personally nerd out about, but, and so it, it's one of those things, like I want to bring it to the light. I think other people probably are curious about this topic as well. The blending of like religion and astrology. So I'm excited that we're going to go there and I hope we honor it and respect everybody's belief within this podcast. That's the goal. So. Yeah. And once you like see it, I feel like you can't unsee it. I mean, it's not, you know, you can still have your beliefs and stuff, but it's just cool. Like once you're like, Oh, it's just, it's mind blowing, mind blowing. Totally. <laughs> it is interesting. Um, it's interesting how it's all interwoven. So we're going to be kind of be all over the place today. I think we're going to start in one like when sector, are we I not guess, though when are I know, we not honest all over the God. place <laughs> honestly we, just, I, we just say that at the beginning of every episode and then I'm like wait we we're always all over the place we have a plan and then it's fine hopefully that's what makes us enjoyable and hopefully yeah. we're like tolerable hosts for Lauren <laughs> uh, of course I feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends so it's fine with me <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> um so I want to preface this episode with that if you are unfamiliar with astrology, if you're a new listener, if you're just kind of like dipping your toe into astrology, you can head over to actually one of our very first episodes, episode number four, for a crash course in astrology that Lauren so kindly walked us through. Um, and I will link that in the show notes for you. But if you are, so I'm saying it one more time, if you're unfamiliar or you're new to astrology, I would absolutely pause this episode and go listen to that one first. So you come in primed and ready and with all of the knowledge. Um, I'm going to laugh so hard this whole episode because I can just see Cindy laughing so hard in the video. <laughs> and like Cindy does not normally laugh this hard when we record. I'm just, but di I, I'm just dying. I'm sorry. I'm like, horrible. don't pause. I'm like, I, you got to finish this episode and then go back and then listen to this one again. When you have the knowledge, that's what I think you should do. Come back. Um, 
Well, I don't know. I'm like thinking about myself. I'm like, if I were to listen to this right out of the gate, I would be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> totally. Like, yes. I would need to know the rest. Um, no, this is going to be really bad for me though. Cause I'm one of those people. Once I see somebody else laughing, I will, especially somebody that I know. And I'm like, like my dad and I are the worst culprits of this. We'll just look at each other and start laughing. And then like five seconds later, we can't breathe and we're like crying. So it's going to be me just on the receiving end of this. Well, it makes me think of when I was in Catholic school and like, if you laugh in church, holy moly, you're screwed. It's just holy so moly. <laughs> holy cow, which we'll talk about. Where does that come from? Oh, my God. oh. Yeah. but yeah, speaking of laughing in inappropriate times, the worst anyway. in church. Oh my God. <laughs> well, it's always appropriate to be inappropriate here. So we're all safe. Um, all right. So this episode basically originated because there is this, I guess it wasn't even like a funny meme. It basically was like a photo of like the last supper um, that was broken down by like astrological signs and like groupings by like season. And I sent it to Lauren and I was like, huh. And of course, Lauren being the modern astrologer knew all about it and like sent me a really interesting thing back. Um, and it got me started on just like being really intrigued by this. Um, so luckily Lauren was willing to come kind of talk about it with us. So I don't know if we want to just kind of like dive into that section, I guess, first of like the last really started on a the last supper. Topic, the last supper. I think um, like, it's it was just funny because when you sent it to me, we had just gotten back from Europe. Cindy was with me. And oh, yeah. I was talking to one of you guys about literally what you just sent me, like a couple weeks yeah. prior. You know that the last supper is the 12 zodiac signs and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And the one woman is the Virgo and um, it was just so timely. And so, yeah, we can certainly, you guys want to dive into just that picture in general. I think it's important for the listeners to like, maybe just Google the last supper astrology, because it will have kind of the Zodiac signs on each one of them. Um, but it's just a fun thing. Obviously I'm not going to get deep into the historics of it, but the picture is from Leonardo da Vinci. He was known to be really into astrology. So that's really cool background. Um, and because he wasn't only a painter, he was a scientist, he was an inventor, mathematician, um, philosophy, astrology, but he was really, really into astrology. So um, there's a lot of, you know, historians that have dabbled into dissecting this picture we're obviously going to take the astrology version of it so if you're a stickler out there and you're like well i study this like whatever we're talking about astrology so in the picture if you want to google it there's jesus in the center the last supper um for those that aren't christian it's when he got the everybody together to kind of tell them one of you is going to betray me and so this picture is like the visual of all of their responses to that so that's kind of the history of this photo that was painted. Um, and so, but if you see the picture, you've got Jesus in the center and he is, you know, we talked about a little bit before we got on and hit record of like, he is the son of God, but it is a metaphor for the sun <laughs> in astrology. And then there's the 12 apostles, which represent the 12 zodiac signs. And in the photo, they're kind of clustered in threes. 
not kind of, they are. So there's four clusters of threes representing the uh, seasons, which are depicted by the cardinal signs if we want to get even more into astrology. But each one of them, it's funny, the visual, um, we can get into what each astrological sign, what they rule, what like body part it rules. Like the first one, Aries has a huge head, Aries rules heads. The Gemini one is showing his hands, it rules the hands. So it's the mannerisms for each one of them, the highlighted like body language, they coincide with a lot of the characteristics of each sign. So my favorite thing is the one that's right next to Jesus that looks very feminine and female Mm -hmm. is representing Virgo, which is the only like feminine zodiac sign that's depicted as a woman. So that was really interesting. Um, But I don't know if you guys want to like list out each of the apostles. I think that can get boring, but people can Google it. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's it's just <laughs> fun, but um you know, the the mannerisms, the characteristics are all kind of hilariously aligned with like what each one is doing in the photo. Um so that was the nerdiest thing out of like, I've, I've nerded out on this a lot, particularly in 2020. I found this man, um, his name is Jordan Maxwell. He died last year, but he was pretty much like the, I would say the grandfather of Western esoterics, if you want to put it that way. And he, I saw this documentary on him. Um, and he talks about astrology kind of like in the Bible through history. And he touches on this picture, um, specifically. So it's really cool. Um, I'm curious to know when it comes to like, and I will link the labeled, I guess, like last supper painting, but it's organized, I guess, by like spring, summer, fall, winter. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, I don't know. I'm like, can you tell me about that? Yeah. I mean, so Spring is, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So even though Aries is not in January, the first of the year, Aries is the astrological new year, which is funny enough why we're in Europe at that time, because it's such a big deal in astrology. So the start of Aries season is um, March 20th, March 21st, depending on the year. And so the first three clusters in, um, this painting representing the spring is Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. Mm -hmm. So those are the, you know, the starting of the 12 Zodiac, the starting of the 12 houses in the birth chart. And so in those areas, things are coming to life. Okay. Aries is the self, how we show up. Taurus is our security. What are our needs? And then Gemini is how we communicate, share, learn. It's very curious. Okay. And then the next seasons, which are kicked off by cancer, which is another, cardinal sign, just like Aries. Um, It's Cancer, Leo, and Virgo. There we get Cancer is the sign of nurturing and home. It's that fourth house of astrology. Leo is more of our passion, our heart-led kind of creative endeavors. It represents children, romance. And then Virgo is like our, what do we got to do to be adults? The monotony of life, Um, get our shit together. Um, The day-to-day work, the routine, the health. And then we get the third chunk of seasons kicking off with Libra, which is another cardinal sign. So we have Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius. Um, Libra is a sign of 
others. So while Aries is a sign of self, right across from it is Libra, the sign of partnerships, balance, harmony. And then Scorpio is like intimacy, vulnerability, deep connection, trust. Um, it's like the things that we kind of keep hidden, our inner world. Sagittarius is the sign of expansion, optimism, learning, it rules religion, cultures, belief systems. And then we get the last chunk, which is defined by Capricorn kicking off another cardinal sign, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Capricorn representing like our status in the world, what we put out into the world, career is a main one because that's what we do a lot of. Um, and then we have Aquarius, which is connection, community, collaboration. And then Pisces, which is the connection to the other side, our subconscious, our inner world. And so if you go through all of the signs of the wheel, the 12 signs, which are split into um, the seasons, it's, it's like there's so much wisdom gained through each one of them. And we hold all of these, even if you're a Capricorn and Aries and a Leo, which the three of us are, we have all 12 of these signs in our birth chart. So if you want to look at this painting, it's like we hold all of these qualities of all these apostles and um, they're just metaphors for parts of human nature and our, our, like the things that we have to learn, the lessons we have to learn. So I view this painting as a big old metaphor. You can view it as like specific people if you want, but that's just my take. We hold all of these characteristics within us. I like that take on it. That makes sense to me. I have so many thoughts. Number one, yes. isn't it funny that it's like the cardinal signs and then in the Catholic church, there's cardinals yes. that like support the Pope. Uh, like, hello, yeah. where yeah. do you think they got that from people? <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things like that. I'm like, oh my Lord. Yeah, that's one of, and then we there's something. Oh, and then can you, do you want to talk about the like timing of things since we're talking and like the, you mentioned like the Pisces and I know you wanted to talk mm. about the bowl or where the signs came from. So is this a good segue for that? Like, sure. The Hell yeah. So basically, I don't know if your listeners have heard lately, this whole age of Aquarius we're stepping into. So that's mm -hmm. what we're going to be talking about. And, um, I did learn this from Jordan Maxwell. So I just want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, but the ages are a long time. So the fact that we're moving ages is a big deal. You guys, this happens only every 2,150 years. Okay. Damn. So what we can see back in history is as far back as the age of Taurus. Okay. So this, like, think of this as symbolism. Um, it is how the religions were kind of structured was based on these things. And um, we will tie this back to the actual Bible in a little bit for those that like really want to nerd out of like, why am I saying that this is connected? <laughs> there is things in the Bible that reference it. Um, but the age of Taurus was, you know, Taurus is, for those that don't know, Taurus is the bull, right? And so the age of Taurus, this was the age of agriculture, um, cows and animals being used as food. So when we think of the age of Taurus, we're talking 440 BC to 200, like 2200 BC. So this is a long time ago, but back then the bull was recognized 
all over the world as a, you know, a symbol of worship. That's where we get holy cow from that, that um, saying, and it's still holy in like places like India today. Egyptians were, they just, I was going to say they found a carving in the inside of the pyramids recently. That was a bowl and it had something else on the inside, but that's like when Egypt was like in its prime, right. was the whatever years you just said. So yeah, that's wild. It's the Egyptians were seen um, like there's literal carvings. There's a lot of historical symbolism of this. And so, yeah, Egyptians were worshiping the sun between the bull horns is a thing that you'll see. Yes. Probably that way. And then, is really important to Judaism as well. Sun in the age of Taurus. Um, I will say throughout all the nerding out I've done, um, Judaism has always been really like kind of in tune with this stuff. Um, they seem to be like in on the like theology of it all. Um, but they, back then it was the uh, worshiping of the golden calf. Okay. So there's this thing around Moses. I don't want to like butcher it, but he goes to the mountain to talk with God about switching the religious age. Okay. So that's where the first shift from Taurus to Aries has to do with Moses bringing this in. Okay. A new way to worship. So the golden sun, um, the golden calf, Taurus, the bull worship, all of that is from the old days. And then we moved into you know, the age of Aries, which is the Ram. So each Zodiac sign has a symbol with it, right? So Aries is the sign of the Ram and that's the next constellation. And the Jewish, Jewish system with the Ram, um, they even blow the Ram's horn in their ceremonies. Like it's a big thing. So as far as the age of the Ram age of Aries, we're talking 200 BC to one AD. Okay. So now we're switching. Uh, Moses brings us in. Egypt also then switches to a ram god. That's seen in historic things. Um, the Old Testament, Hebrew has its scene. Um, like I mentioned, the, the Jewish religion, they blow the ram's horn. Um, and so they're no longer... And I think there was a lot of struggle between like switching from this worship of the golden calf um, to... It's just like, that's the way the world isn't going to work that way anymore. We're seeing these major shifts. And so even the Vatican has paintings of these symbols and they they switch um, from Taurus to Aries to what we're getting into now, which is very familiar for everybody is the age of Pisces, which is the two fish, right? I grew up Catholic. So I'm like, yeah, I saw fish all the time. (laughs) Um, Totally. So yeah, it's like the... The two fish is literally the symbol for Pisces. Okay. Um, And we're talking now the age of Pisces, AD 325 to now. Okay. Um, This is when Christianity came out. And this is the symbol of the fish. Um, Even in the Bible, John 19, there's the two fish and five loaves of bread that Jesus fed his people with. So there's this symbolism of two fish. And so... It really gets big um, with the Christian faith. You can see the fish depicted in like a lot of cathedrals, stained glass. I know I remember seeing it everywhere. But what I found really cool when I was nerding out on this was the most historic, oldest Christian church in Israel. They discovered they were trying to like add on to this church. And so they were digging into the ground. And when they hit the floor, they uncovered this mosaic 
of two fish and literally written over it was Pisces. So Holy it's God. like, that's crazy. With the sun. So behind. wild. Yeah. <gasps> if this is the oldest church that existed, Christian church in Israel, and Pisces was literally written. It's like, okay, so maybe it wasn't so evil. Yeah. <laughs> right. More. So and then it's just this age, meaning where the sun is. And so this age of Pisces, the sun is behind it in this mosaic. So if anybody wants to Google that, um, you'll find the picture. I think it's cool to see the pictures. I'm a visual person. Um, but yeah, we're kind of, we're fading out. Pisces in astrology rules over, you know, what do we believe when we're alone with our own thoughts? Like it is a big thing with belief system. It is our subconscious. And I'd say that there's good and bad, high vibe, low vibe of each um, kind of age of religion. And for Pisces, the low vibe is blind faith. I think we saw a lot of religion coming in. And instead of seeing the through line between all of them, um, there was a little bit like my faith is better than your faith Mm -hmm. and blind faith. And just I was raised this way. So this is what I believe in. So that can be the tougher side of Pisces. And we are inching out of that. We are moving into the age of Aquarius. There is some um, debate over when exactly that started. Maybe it was 20 years ago. Maybe it's this year. Um, 2020 was obviously a big one. Um, And so going away from a little bit of the blind faith of Pisces and into this age of Aquarius, where it's just about, honestly, information for all, equality, um, education. It's Aquarius rules like technology, future forward thinking. It's, um, you know, I think of hair because I did that in uh, college and it's just like all about peace and love and sharing. It's Age of Aquarius, that song. But it's, it's even in the Bible, this Aquarian, because Aquarius is the water bearer. Okay. And so What's interesting is in the Bible, I think it's Luke 22, there's this saying of like, you know, Jesus's followers after he's going to move on, they're like, well, what do we do? Where are we going to go? And he says, behold, you will enter into the city, a man bearing a pitcher of water, follow him. And what's interesting is like men never carried water back in the day, ancient times. Like that was a woman's duty. And here they are mentioning it. It's it's talking about the astrological sign, the water bearer, the astrology. And so it's just this huge thing that the Bible can be a metaphor. These are things that now, if you look back in like churches, you see this symbol of a man pouring water. It's kind of mm-hmm. all over these Christian churches. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, I think what's going to come out of the age of Aquarius is a lot of new ideas, a lot of new concepts, a lot of education, easier to follow information. Um, I think the low vibe of Aquarius will be technology kind of taking over in a way. Um, I think the high vibe is like, let's rethink the way that we do schooling. Let's rethink the way we do banking. Let's rethink the way that um, we do the government. (laughs) All of these things are going to be really dissected but once again it's 2150 years long mm-hmm. things are but the fact is that we're alive during one of them that's pretty cool switching from pisces to aquarius i think that that's awesome so yeah do you think there'll be like a 
rise in a different type of spiritual practice during this time? If like the age of Pisces was Christianity, like, do you, I'm, this is totally off script, but (laughs) intuitively feel anything like that? Or is it more, maybe more education, more like, you know, documentation or something like that leading to like a belief? I think it's more like, I think when I think of Aquarius, I think of freedom. And so I think what's beautiful about Aquarius is the ability to decide for ourselves and like stop and think like, well, what do I believe in? And finding communities and collaborating and realizing that we each have unique strengths that we can bring to the table to better each group rather than like, you know, this is my belief and you don't fit into that. It's kind of like way more accepting. And so I think, yes, to your point, spirituality is a little bit more like, okay, let's see the through line of everything. Let's not get a little too rigid. Whereas of course, some people are religious and not rigid and beautiful in their beliefs. But um, yeah, the idea of spirituality and um, the biggest thing that happened this year is Saturn moving into Pisces. So I think it is going to really do some work on this area collectively of like, what do we believe in? And let's give ourselves permission to really do the work to find out what that means for each of us as an individual for the first time in a long time. So for sure. That's going to be cool. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, that was a whole lot of information. If you guys (laughs) are like me, I'm like processing all of it, but I love this. Um, Okay. I want to switch gears and also talk about how astrology impacts like the religious ceremonies that we hold dear, near and dear to our hearts today. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak on, or can you speak on some of the dates and things like that? What do you mean? Like, uh, certain times of the year, the stuff or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about certain religions, feel free to be like this one. <laughs> like what? Well, um, I was just, th- I was mostly thinking like Christmas and Easter. Like those are, especially Christmas oh. is a very significant astrological date or right around one. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's around the winter, too. winter solstice. Um, so Christmas it's, it's like when we enter winter solstice, it's like the darkness, the intuitive time. Um, there's a lot of transition going on around this time. And so, and there's been debates. I think we joked about like, is Jesus a Pisces because he born on Christmas, um, which is funny because the, like, as far as everything that I've nerded about, it's more of like a metaphor for the sun rather than an actual Mm -hmm. Zodiac. He's the son of God. Right. Cindy, you had something that the way that they flipped that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's like when they wanted to bring in the rise of Christianity, um, everyone was worshiping the God son, AKA Ra, was how it started. Like in Egypt times, like he's the son, excuse me, the God son or the, or the, yeah. Like the God who is the son yeah. and they switched it to be the son of God. Mm, Christianity switched it from God son Ra to the son of God and made it one person, aka Christ, right? Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. And I think like what I hold dear, at least for me personally, is like the changing of the 
seasons is pretty symbolic. And it's like something that each person can feel on an individual level, but Christmas being around the winter solstice, it's saying like, okay, it's time to kind of go deep. It's winter time here in the U S at least. And it's just like, we're meant to reflect a bit. We're meant to see like what needs to shed. We have to trust our intuition a little bit more. We're not as distracted by outside world. It's kind of get in touch with self. Um, but it is cool also to like, it's funny how sometimes these things like astrology or tarot, or whatever you guys are into that's listening can be deemed evil and mm-hmm. say when a lot of things like Easter, for example, is very pagan traditions. Um, I'm sure Cindy, you know, a lot about those things, but there's just a lot of, I just wish people would dig a little deeper to see how it's all connected and how if, if, and I think age of Aquarius is going to really bring this in and Saturn and Pisces of just like, let's all have a kumbaya moment and realize that we're all connected. We're all supporting each other. And I feel like um, when we get into these kind of rigid my beliefs versus yours, it can be pretty toxic. So, well, it's funny. It's funny to me that the Pisces is two fish and I feel like I was raised Catholic. So I feel like I'm allowed to say this. I feel like the Catholic Christian religion can be very divisive. It's Mm -hmm. like you either, you know, you're not allowed to be, um, LGBTQ, you know what I mean? You're, you gotta do this. You have to, it's a man and a wife. And I'll just, I'm giving one example, right? Like there's a ton of things where it's like my way or the highway is how it feels. And it's two fish and it's very, it just feels very divisive. And if you, what you're saying with the age of Aquarius is true, it feels like that's going to go away and we're being lifted out of this freedom between these two, having to choose between these two things and be able to then choose something that's more open and just more flowy, like water, right? Like the water bearer. Yeah. Um, so I hope that that's what we see, but it's also interesting to me that just, just moving from the symbol of a two fish to something that's just more flowing and more maybe universal, like water is something we all need in life. So I hope that it becomes like that. Um, yeah, it's just fascinating. And to your point of they had to villainize, they mean the Christian church or Catholic church when the rise of Christian had to villainize all these other things. So like the worship of the God son Ra had to change that. Then the Easter celebration, which is known as the celebration of Estor or e- which is technically Estor, right? But it was the, or Estar, the, or Estar, the um, Egyptian goddess, which is, she's known for the resurrection or returning of life. Hello, Christ gets resurrected on Easter, right? And then with Christmas, the winter solstice, it's on the 25th, which is like three days after the solstice. That's when they started the pagan celebrations because it was actually the return of light or of the longer days in the Northern hemisphere. So mm-hmm. it's like, or the light coming back. So or beginning again. Right. So that's where like the birth of God, the birth of the son of God, mm-hmm. the birth of the son. Right. So it's just fascinating. Then they had to villainize all these other things so that they wouldn't still worship that and instead would worship, uh, the Christian faith or the Catholic faith. So it's just, it's fascinating. And even the word risen, it's like the sun mm-hmm. rises every day right? Hello. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so there's just, and it's, it's in the Bible. I wonder if I can find it, but, um, it's, there's so many mentions of like the ordinances of the heavens. Um, you know, there's constellations written in the Bible, literally Mm -hmm. like what they call in the Bible, it's called Mesereth. But if, if you look at the footnotes, it says the signs of the Zodiac is what that means. 
which is ah. the, ordinances, the ordinances of heaven. And so it's just so interesting. It, and you'll, you can find that in the book of Job, but it's, mm-hmm. it references this and it's the basis of the new Testament. And it's basically saying like, when you dissect it and you look at the footnotes, it's like God created the Zodiac, which is weird that it's being seen as evil now. Mm-hmm. And so Oh, I found the quote. Job, it says, can you bind the chains of Pleiades? I mean, hello, we love Pleiadians in this Hello. (laughs) Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or lose the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth a constellation in its season and guide the bear with their satellites? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens or fix their rule over the earth? And so it's it's literally there. (laughs) (laughs) it's just talking about it and the kingdom of heaven is just interesting i think of like animal kingdoms um Mm -hmm. the zodiac being represented by some of the animals um Mm -hmm. yeah and this is you know even in genesis they talk about let there be lights shining from the heavens to guide us and it's going from day to night, which I think of the sun and the moon, let them be, let there be signs in Hebrew signs means um, it's from oath and it means like things to come. And so it's, it's saying like, we can use the, the heavens, the signs, the constellations to know what's to come. And like, we all know, like people for centuries use the sky to mm-hmm. so know where yeah. to go. And like, yeah. they still in the farmer's almanac use astrology literally mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um, and so we, yeah. We literally just talked about last on the last episode how the royal or the royals um use it and like uh oh my god Charles King Charles like did it the day after the eclipse full moon who you know like huge eclipse hello obviously picked that yeah he picked that day for a reason you know come on yeah he's not fooling anybody they are in bed with astrology my friends oh yeah for sure and I love that quote it's like millionaires don't use astrology billionaires do yes so when you go high up into people that really like have a lot of i'm doing quotes power they're consulting the stars and it's no longer deemed like eye rolly and silly and it's because Mm -hmm. when you really respect it in its craft and it's like entirety and how much like information can be living within these things it it's really astonishes me when people don't utilize these things. It's like such for me, I love it on an individual basis of like the hugest self-awareness tool that I've ever found in my life. Um, mm-hmm. But then the transits in the sky of what's going on currently and how you can use those for better or to avoid <laughs> certain things. Mm-hmm. It, it's so key. And I think moving into the age of Aquarius, things like astrology um, which is pertinent in my life, but you can fill in the blank with any other beliefs, I think are going to be more like openly talked about. I think healthcare mm-hmm. system is going to be more about the holistic view, not just um, the physical health, big pharma. I think we're going to pan out and look at all things. I think with schooling, it's not going to be like one note schooling. Everybody learns differently. Let's pan out a little bit. Um, and I think with the water bearer, I think of like what it has in common is earth. We all live in this earth. We need to keep it nice. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We need to give back. And I think it's, I think the, the divine, what I've been getting a lot intuitively and what's coming through moon events and the things that I'm working on is like bringing back the divine feminine. And I think COVID was a huge wake up call in this. 
of like the feminine jobs. We're at the forefront is the most important. We're at home more. We're focusing on our feelings more. What do we really want to do? Being home more. And I think it was a big wake up call of like connectedness. And instead of just moving blindly through life and it's like robotic, it's like, we are all connected. How can we appreciate everybody's belief, even if it's different? Like, Mm -hmm. I know for me, I come from a family that doesn't really like what I do. My immediate family is cool, but um, they just don't understand it. And so I have to silence it a lot. Just don't bring it up. (laughs) But I'm Mm -hmm. like, I love what they believe in. I think it's beautiful. It's just, there's going to be a place where we can all have our own and not, I think, be as judged for it. So that's my hope with age of Aquarius, at least. One day. Yeah. I hope so. One day. I hope so. It's funny too, because like, just going back to the fact that like there's certain like friends and family that aren't accepting or like whatever and um it can be so divisive and it's funny because then you hear about things like Ra obviously like the literal like god of the sun and like the son of god and it's like you realize how connected we all actually are despite the fact that like our whether you call them religions beliefs whatever even though they're different it's like they're all at the basis like so similar um and it's also funny just because when I was doing like my research for this episode and trying to kind of get like a baseline understanding a lot of what was mentioned like there was this certain like turning point that was mentioned most mostly in like Christianity and Catholicism where like I guess in the church there were like these prominent like figures rising I guess and like they wanted to be the authority and like they didn't love that people were seeking outside quote-unquote like outside guidance Mm -hmm. for their life like outside of the church and then all of a sudden like literally it was just like things flipped one day and like astrology was no longer accepted and you know considered like a negative thing but up until then I guess it was kind of a normal part of life it's in, you can see astrology in every religion. It mm-hmm. predates religion is what I tend to say. It's like, yeah. um, but somewhere around <laughs> that time, it was deemed as other or, and I think what I've gotten feedback is, um, you know, the self-awareness tool side of it, Lauren, we get, but you living by the planets, like that puts the power into something other than God. And I respect that opinion full heartedly, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not living by the planets. <laughs> I'm not yeah. worshiping the planets, but religion worships a God. I, yeah. I don't like, for me, what doesn't resonate is the personification and the worship and giving your power away to like these personified beings that to me are very mm-hmm. metaphoric rather than literal. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just... I go based on, you know, what I've researched and what I resonate with. And I just hope that people can be okay with that from everybody else. But um, yeah, somewhere around that time we got like, Cindy, you even mentioned like the seers, the knowers, the got deemed like the witches when they were really very valuable in so many cultures Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. really end up like going from being the worshiped ones to the ones getting kicked out and judged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
It's wild. Isn't it funny too, from the outside looking in that people who maybe don't understand astrology seem to think that it's making decisions for us when really I look yeah. at it as validating a decision I'm already going to make. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so funny how people who just, just a different perspective, just flip it. And I'm like, that is not how I see it at all. Again, speaking of beliefs, I just don't see it the way at all. Yeah. I use it as a tool to help validate something that I'm already wanting or dreaming about or manifesting or going to do. And astrology helps me to either, like I said, validate it or just help me with the timing of when the best time to do it is not yeah. necessarily to like quote unquote control or tell me like what to do. But right. I think that's how people who don't understand it, look at it. But isn't that so interesting? It's just my thing is like, let's, if we don't understand it and I like, at least for me, if I feel very judgmental of something, I'm going to want to research it so I can understand it. And that's yeah. my humans. And like my favorite class in college was world religion. Cause I was like, Oh, like I'm fascinated by all of these religions. It's totally cool. I love the history of it. And what I noticed, even as like an 18 year old, like idiot like there's a through line all of these religions there's a through line to all of them and so it's just fascinating how we all got backed up against the wall yeah um sidebar my favorite um class in college was death dying and suicide course. Yeah. <laughs> Very on brand. I, I mean, I feel like this is everyone. I want you to all think about your favorite class in college right now, whatever elected <laughs> that you took and let us know if it is something that you now aspire to do or are doing for work. Thank you very wow. much. And let me add a little astrology nugget to that because <gasps> around 18 and 19, we have our first nodal return. Okay. Ah. It's when the North node, which is your ultimate destiny in your birth chart. It's my favorite topic. I won't bore you all with a long tangent, but I always say, what were you interested in doing? And like, if you went to college, what were you interested in studying before the, like people got in the way or you wanted to fit in with where everybody else was going? Um, there's a little wink to what's really going to get loud in your mid to late thirties. And obviously it can look different. But like, I went to school and I did theater design and like all of these random things. And now I'm totally into feng shui and like the acting, I'm not acting, but I'm on camera, like all the time doing my business. Like it's, it's usually very authentic what you're intrigued with around that time before the world gets a hold of us and like the nine to fives creep in and all of that jazz. So just had to throw that in there. It's fascinating. I love this. Love all of this. That's hilarious, Cindy. I had never heard that about your favorite college class. (laughs) Oh, you haven't? No, I love that class. I took it as an elective. I think, I don't remember why, but I just needed something fun. Although death, dying, suicide is not really fun technically, but it was the craziest. I learned, (laughs) I know, I learned so much in that class and now looking back on it and like we walked through a cemetery and now looking back Mm. on it, I'm like, oh my God, no wonder why. And I learned, I mean, it was very helpful. Like we talked a lot about hospice and, you know, how to, um, you know, help someone who is feeling depressed or suicidal and like the things, not, not the things not to say, but things to say, you know, just like how to handle it if it comes up. I mean, it was very truly like just fascinating. And I say today, this is a total sidebar, but 
I say today with all the things that are going on in the world and schools and violence and all that stuff, I'm like, we can do all the regulations and all the rules you want, but until mm -hmm. you fix the root problem, which is people are mentally not, um, uh, like happy or, or, or just feeling depressed or anxious. If we don't fix that, it doesn't matter what we do on the other side of it, because someone will always find a way to like express their feelings or emotions in a negative way until we help heal those emotions for the better or transmute them into something more positive, like a career that they love or whatever it may be. Right. So I don't know. It was just, it was a fascinating class and I learned so much stuff that I still like remember, like it left an impact on me. This was, I'm not gonna tell anybody how many years ago it was. It was a lot of years ago. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> um, that many it years was, ago. It was a while ago. It was a while ago, but it was so, it was at uh, UD. It was so, it was just so fun. So anyways, sidebar. It's just, it's like when you're impressionable and finding out what, like for the first time, what are you intrigued with? Mm -hmm. And I remember human sexuality was also a really great class. And I grew up in Catholic school. Then all of a sudden I'm like, I love learning about all of this stuff and how it shouldn't mm -hmm. be a thing and we should accept mm -hmm. all people. So yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Times. I love this college so awesome. too. <laughs> this is such a good tangent. I'm obsessed. I can't wait to hear the feedback from the listeners. Please comment, please DM us. I'm dying to know what your favorite classes were and why and how it applies to you today. Yeah. You have homework, like everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like what my favorite class was, but all I can really remember is that my freshman year, so like 18 to 19, which is when I did start to figure things out, like looking back on it, I was an econ major and I was fucking miserable. So I definitely was not meant to do math or the numbers. <laughs> and you probably got kind of like, I should do this or this will be good for me. It's like a pressure outside of yourself. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You're like, why can't I do this? Like what, you know, or like, you're just not working hard enough. It's like, no, my brain is just not, it's not that way. It's not excited about it. And I wish we could all, I think age of Aquarius is going to bring this where it's like, let's develop what is natural to everybody rather than like mm -hmm. in this box that's predetermined for us through like schooling systems or other people's beliefs mm -hmm. or projections from parents or family, like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about <laughs> I hope I it's funny because I am this last thing I'll say on the college tangent so that somebody can get us off the college tangent um I'd be curious to know like you know how they give you like when you're going to college like those tests where it's like it'll based on like either your skills or what you're interested in it like matches you with quote-unquote like careers that should interest you or like I wonder if they did something like based on astrology for everybody going into college, like how different that would look. Yeah, I, you know. I know, bring me on this tangent, my friend, but like Myers yeah. and all of that. Yes. <laughs> Carl yes. Young was into astrology before he created that. And so it's like, I always say like Enneagrams, Myers-Briggs, it's just dumbed down astrology. So like, I would love if entering college, like people could get their human design and their astrology done. Like how much we would have to, like, we have to unlearn so much, at least like our gender, like millennials particularly is what I'm feeling. Um, we have to unlearn so many things and relearn ourselves and give ourselves permission to like be who we want to be. Um, and how ahead of the times would we be if we had those tools back then? Like, I can't yeah. even no, it's interesting. And like, 
that's why I love like we I know we all have like mutual friends and stuff like that but like one of I don't want to say the first thing that they do but like something they do like after they have kids like very on in their baby's life is like get their astrology and their human signs so they know you know like how to work with them and what works best and like I don't know it's just fascinating it's fascinating my favorite reading is when I do babies charts because I'm like oh my god this parent is going to totally like nurture that specific child's talents and needs and understand them on a deep level it's so cool it's so important it's my favorite that incompatibility but that's yeah that's part of it too It's all wild. I don't remember where we left off now on the actual religion piece. (laughs) I don't know, but we have like a lot that we can cover. So I feel like we're going to have to either like do a second part or yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I think we can get to what we were going to do stuff on Hinduism, Star of Bethlehem. I'm seeing like all like different, like, you know, uh, we don't have to get through every, I mean, everything I just like some of it's just notes like for example when I was reading yeah. about Hinduism I thought it was super interesting that um I mean obviously like the parents do name their baby but like for most people that are Hindu I guess they actually take their baby to their astrologer and it's their astrologer that picks the best name for the baby based on their astrology and like I had never read that before or heard that and like it's just so interesting to see what principles go with different religions. I mean, even outside of astrology, but like the things that are guided by it. I don't know. Well, it's funny. I named Jasper after his birth chart. Oh. Um, but yeah, even in when I was in Israel, names are a big deal. Like they even re like whenever you're there's this naming ceremony there. Um, okay. the Kabbalah, they call it Kabbalah there. Um, but there's like when you change your name that's a significant shift in your life so mm. sometimes people have like I had a um somebody I knew went by a nickname and then all of a sudden she woke up and she's like no I want to go by my full birth name now and like everything changed in her life and so there's something to names so it's so funny you brought that up um, but yeah Hinduism I think of the bull right mm-hmm. all these things. yeah I've finally been watching Indian matchmaker. All of my, oh, after- I love her. They're like, she's amazing. They're like, Lauren, why are you not watching this yet? I'm like, I don't know. Um, so I finally started watching it and they use um, the Hindu Vedic astrology, which is what I started with. And I'm like, now I'm like, why don't you go back into Vedic astrology? But uh-huh. in the face reader, oh my God, I want yes, my face reader. Say, he's my favorite. <laughs> He's my favorite. If anybody knows a face reader that's listening, like, let me know. Cause I love that stuff. So cool. I heard about a lip reader recently. Like you kiss a piece of paper with lipstick on and then they read your lips. Oh, I love that. I don't know. I'll let you know. It's supposed to be this event I'm doing down the road. So I'll keep posted. Yes. You have to tell us that I've never heard of. I've heard of like palm readers, obviously, and stuff like that. But I know a couple things in the palm. I'm like, Ooh, cause my grandma that's did palm. Interesting. That's um, something I would love, but I feel like it's like, you really got to be up close and personal with people's hands. And like, you yes. have to by doing that. And I'm like, everything's virtual now. 
I had someone to do it during the <laughs> pandemic and she like read it via, I had to take very specific pictures in my hand and she did it that way. That's cool. So, yeah. That's, you know. That's some old school shit that I would love to learn. She said I was going to have a break in my timeline at, well now, like 37, 38, that I was going to have two separate lives, whatever that means. Oh, see, I'm yeah. like, okay, give me some tangible things that I can work I know it was a little yeah yeah it was a little yeah it was a little, it was interesting it was I mean it was cool but it was interesting so we have to talk yeah. about this in our next episode I'm like I don't know okay next don't episode know next episode yeah, you guys need like, to find now I need to know everything about your two separate lives oh my god well, like, you guys need to find, um, which one am I in <laughs> I gotta find readers for it yeah 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 that'd be good. that would be really interesting um yeah all right Sorry about that one. Um, I'm curious. So of all the things we've covered, of all the things we haven't covered, is there anything, Lauren, that you feel like is really pertinent to talk about or that you like love to nerd out on that we haven't touched on yet? Gosh, I nerd out on all the things, but I just think the main thing I would wrap up with what we're discussing now is like the symbolism is more important than the specific, what is it like, what are you going to prove out? And so if we can look at life in that way, I think that's the way that the world is going. So it's, if you see a symbolism, what does that make you feel inside? What is that interpretation of your own? What does that bring up? Go with that. And so it's more about what are you feeling, your gut instincts. Um, like we spoke about, the Bible is filled with symbolism and metaphors. I mean, there's so many references to 12. I can't even tell you guys. And so it's just pay attention, signs, symbols. What does it strike a chord in you? If you could shut off your mind and really get to the core of like, what do I believe? What makes me feel good? And I would encourage if, if any beliefs you hold, make you feel anxious, alone, Mm -hmm. misunderstood, fear based, that ain't your thing. Mm -hmm. So get curious. Um, so that's what I like to nerd out the most on is like, each individual person is can be completely different. So don't try to fit in, quote unquote, or follow what's popular, even though astrology is like getting really popular. It's like, if you mm-hmm. hate it, don't go there. Yeah. Figure out what you want. Yeah. Don't just do it because it's cool. Do it because it resonates. Totally. Um, I feel like the person from like dare who's like don't do drugs i'm like only do what resonates um don't do, do yeah do don't do drugs do astrology <laughs> um cindy is there anything that you feel like is really pertinent that we didn't touch on the only thing i want to add is just the um encouraging people kind of what lawrence said, but encouraging people to tap into like their intuitive abilities their manifesting abilities it's literally, um, we didn't get on this topic, but I am going to say it. The, there's a quote in the Bible or like a Psalm or verse in the Bible. It's Corinthians 12. If you guys want to look it up, um, that literally says like you each get a gift that's, you know, given to you at birth. Some it's manifestation one. It's like the spirit messenger of wisdom. Another is 
um, like having knowledge or like we call what we would call like your intuition and others faith, like having faith that things are going to happen, healing, miraculous powers, the gift of prophecy, connecting with spirit. Like these are literally listed in the Bible, mm -hmm. like in plain day that you are given at least one of these and that you can develop the rest of them. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's wild to me that people are, I don't want to say afraid, but just taught to be fearful you know, yeah. of developing their own intuition and their own gifts and their own manifesting abilities when it's literally in yeah. the Bible. Like it's yeah. just, and it's in the, it's before the most famous quoted thing, which love is patient. Love is kind. You know, everyone knows that oh. one from all the movies, even, I guess it's like, what is it? Wedding crashers that made it probably really famous for our yeah. generation, but it's literally the like chapter, or, like the verse right before that one. So it's like, I feel like, like, spirits are like, hello, just, just go and look at these and Take you'll see look. it. Like it's right. Just look a little, just look a little, get outside your box. Like, it's just so funny to me anyway. So that was the only thing we didn't touch on that. I thought, I just think it's very interesting. And I just want to encourage everybody to, um, develop these things if you're interested or get curious, like as Lauren said, so well, and not I, something to I, be afraid of. It makes me think of, um, and I think Cindy, you were similar correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, but, um, I was embarrassed of this intrigue for a long time. I like hit it because I was taught like, this is weird. This is bad. This is strange. Um, not just from like upbringing, but from friends that I was hanging out with. And so, but I will say, and if anybody's like intrigued with these things, I get those questions a lot of like, nobody I know is into like intuition or like the moon cycles or anything like that. And it's like, the more you just own what you're curious about, the more people and opportunities will find you and you'll start feeling more welcomed. And it, it, luckily it's becoming the norm. Um, but I realized that three of us are like ingrained in this space, but a lot of people don't know anybody else in their life that is interested in yeah. this. So, um, if you ever are feeling weird or lonely in this world, like of spirituality, please just DM me. We got lots of people to connect you with. I was going to yeah. say, that's what's so great about what you've created with Astro Curious is it gives people a place to connect and to not feel so alone in that. I think that's a big deal. So thank you. But your that's peeps cool. can't find you if you're not talking about it yeah, or asking about it or bringing it up or getting curious, like people can't find you. You got to start just talking about it, sharing it. Even yeah. if it's a funny meme, which is what's kicked off this entire episode. Yes. yes. It shows you how the media landscape works now. I was going to say, Cindy, it's like Bethany Frankel and she's like, mention it all. That's like, you <laughs> yes. have to mention it. Yeah. Seriously. Get it out there. Because somehow, even in an episode about astrology and religion, I can still find a way to make a Bravo reference. So. Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong Can't with loving shitty reality TV and still being spiritual <laughs> and cussing yeah. all the time and being spiritual. <laughs> that is my you world. You can do it all. Yes. Don't limit yourself. Don't limit your love for all things. <laughs> well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. I feel very special that you spent your thank Monday you. night with us. Um, if you are interested in astrology or I also have to throw human design in there, you can find Lauren at the modern astrologer on Instagram and you can find her website at themodernastrologer.com. And there are lots of great resources on there um, for you to get a little curious. So thanks for joining us, Lauren. Anytime, literally. It's just like witty banter with some gal pals. I love it. 
All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.